Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in to the In The Truck Podcast, special Sunday edition. Before we get into it, today's podcast is brought to you by my book, The Toxic Masculinity Crisis, available now on Amazon.com, also available for this weekend only. So Sunday today, I believe it's October the 14th, 2018, is the final day of the three-day free Kindle promotion. So you can go to Kindle, which is on your... If you have a phone, it's on your phone. So I believe every Android and Apple iPhone has a Kindle app on there somewhere. You can download the book for free today and tomorrow. No, not tomorrow. Just today. Today is the final day, the last chance for the free Kindle version of the Toxic Masculinity Crisis. So go get it. I'm doing that because I just want you to read it. Now, I also want you to tell your friends how much you love it. So there's that's a part of the equation. So you got to get it and then read it and then tell your friends you bought it because they'll be impressed that you bought a book. And then be like, it's great, you should buy it. And then they'll buy it. And then we're all happy. So go check it out from Kindle. If you don't want the Kindle, if you want the real paper version paperback version that's also available at amazon.com just 11.99 small fee so you're going to amazon anyway to order new earbuds because you lost yours or a pair of jeans or whatever it is that you buy on amazon and just add toxic masculinity crisis right to your thing and then you have it see how nice you probably have prime shipping's free isn't that lovely so go check it out and then tell your friends about it. Let me know what you think. On Twitter, it's at Dennis M. Brown, D-E-N-I-S, only one N in Dennis, if your parents know how to spell. So go check it out. So if you've been paying attention to all the nonsense going on in Portland, essentially, right? I talked to the other day about podcast about Antifa closing a street. Um, and the police looking on. Apparently, I looked into a little bit more from then. It had something to do with uh, police shooting. You know, once again, they sort of selected a victim who uh, wasn't the ideal victim. There are victims of true police brutality, senseless violence from police. Um, th- this particular incident involved the guy who killed two people. Not the most sympathetic character in the world. Um, but so... Last night, once again in Portland, Oregon, we have political violence. It seems to be having become the epicenter of political violence in America. There's a group there called Patriot Prayer. I first want to start off by talking about the man who started the organization. His name is Joey Gibson. I don't know a whole lot about him, except that he claims that he is a conservative libertarian which is essentially how I describe myself. So when someone else calls themselves a conservative libertarian, I have to pay attention because I got to listen to what they say, what they're doing. I need to know <laughs> that it's okay to call myself that, right? If that movement takes a, takes a sharp turn in a direction that I'm not interested in, I have to pay attention. But the things he talks about all are consistent with that as far as I can tell. Like small government, low taxes. Um... And then the conservative part, the social conservatism, kind of a return to the old way. Faith is important. Family is important. Right? So I'm like, oh, okay, he's he's a libertarian, conservative, conservative libertarian. He says he's one. He advocates like he's one. So if the media could please stop calling him a far-right nationalist or an alt-right 
racist or white supremacist, all the things he said, that would be great. Because he's never advocated for any of those things. As a matter of fact, he held a rally the day after Charlottesville, Virginia, with his group Patriot Prayer, to denounce white supremacy, to denounce Nazis and the conservative movement, to denounce Charlottesville, and to separate himself and his organization from any semblance of those views. 100% in opposition to those views. Not to mention, he's half Japanese. So when you see a guy who's clearly not necessarily all white, obviously doesn't look that way, he's half Japanese, half Irish, or, you know, he's all American, but his, well, I think his mother was Japanese, his father was Irish, of Irish descent. And you look at that guy, and you go, he's a white supremacist. Like, he's not really white. It's kind of a weird thing to say about him. And it is a weird thing to say about him. Dang it, it's stupid. But he's on the right, I guess, in the sense that he's conservative, and he's libertarian. I even saw this article, they were talking about how he's an He's a anti-government radical or something. Well, okay, yeah, all libertarians are anti-government radicals. Rand Paul's a senator. He's an anti-government radical, if you're going to define it that way. He simply believes in less government or small government or no government as an ideal. It doesn't make you a crazy person or a radical. You, would, you wouldn't say Rand Paul, senator from Kentucky, anti-government radical. Because it would sound insane because he's in the government. But it doesn't mean that somebody who has the same views as him is an anti-government radical. He's a, Gibson's not a sovereign citizen guy. He's not out there saying he doesn't have to have a driver's license and that the government of the United States owes him money. Like somebody's nuts. He's not been arrested for not paying his taxes or anything else. So can we just please call people what they really are? Most of the media coverage I saw from the mess from last night, which I'll get into in a second was from local newspapers in the North Pacific Northwest. Um, they clearly have a, a anti-Joey Gibson or anti-Patriot Prayer bias. They describe Antifa, they describe his organization in ideological terms, far-right, nationalist, conservative, whatever. And then uh, Antifa they describe as just opposing him and his message. I fail to mention that they're extremely violent communists that didn't, didn't think to bring that up. So perhaps I'm slightly biased where I'm like, all right, well, the libertarians are cool, but the communists are bad and shouldn't be violent. I'll get into that in a second in the podcast, but it's funny to watch the news kind of bend themselves into a pretzel to try to not call Antifa what they really are, which is, like I said, last episode, today I'll say it again, hyper-violent, low-IQ communists they are. I'm a Christian. I call myself a Christian. I consider myself a Christian. I'm raising my children in a Christian household. Hopefully they, they too will be Christians someday. Anyone who wants to discuss religion with me, I'm happy to do that. Um, and I think that it's important to know the foundations of your faith. If you're calling yourself a Christian, which is a person who believes in Christ, it's pretty important to know what Christ was about. Um, it seems like something worth knowing. So for me... There's a couple of verses that sort of signify in the Bible that signify, signify or really sum up well what Christ was about or what the life as a Christian was about. And one of those for what Christ was about is Luke 19.10, which says, For the Son of Man came to seek and to save that which was lost. It's sort of the tail end of the Zacchaeus story. If you were took a, if your parents took you to church when you were a kid, there's a little song to go out and along making fun of Zacchaeus for being short. 
and climbing a tree, but the Son of Man came to seek and to save that which was lost. Talking about people. Doesn't say certain kind of people. Doesn't save from a certain country. Doesn't save from a certain faith. Doesn't save from a certain anything. In fact, in the context of Zacchaeus, who was thought at the time by the people of the day to be especially heinous sinner, sort of an outsider of the religious community, because he was a tax collector and a wealthy one, um, it's especially poignant because it's it even more significantly and lays home the point that when Jesus talks about coming to seek and to save that which was lost, he means everyone. My brand of Christianity doesn't have a country. For me, there's no national borders to my faith. I don't think that God cares about our countries. I think that it's cute. Now, if you're talking about defending a nation of people from an, a violent invasion, I think that's a different story, right? But that's not even necessarily nationalistic. As I say, I want to save these people from this violent invasion. That can be on an individual basis. It can be a nation. doesn't have to be a nation. But regardless, I think that Jesus Christ didn't come to this earth, live a sinless life, and offer himself up as a sacrifice for the sins of certain people. I think it was for all people. So I also happen to be an American. And I also happen to be a fairly proud American. Mostly when it comes to America, I would classify myself as a patriot to some extent. Um, loyal to the, the ideals of America. I'm very thankful for the ideals of America. I'm very thankful for the things that have been created by the people who have adhered to the values and ideals of America. The Constitution, uh, the free press, economic prosperity, obviously, that we all benefit from really all over the world. And I think that... Um, the American military has done some amazing, wonderful things over the years. Uh, I think we have a lot to be proud about. But I don't connect the two at all. Right? America clearly is, civilly at least, a secular nation. I believe that it's a nation founded by people who grew up in a Judeo-Christian value system. I think it's a, a country that's heavily influenced by that, obviously. Um... But I don't believe that the country is explicitly one religion or another. I don't believe that um, that matters. So when you get a group like Patriot Prayer, even has the name of Patriot Prayer, part of me is like, oh God. Because I'm not into that necessarily. I'm not into the idea that um, my faith and my whatever semblance of nationalism I feel are connected in any way, shape, or form. I really don't, uh, I don't connect the two. So for somebody to start an organization where they do connect the two, I'm not opposed to it, I don't really care necessarily, but it's not something that I personally want to go be a part of or join. I think most Christians feel the same way. I think most Christians probably feel like, eh, that's a weird kind of a thing, a fringy kind of a thing. Not to say he shouldn't do it or he can't do it, whatever the case may be, or that its existence is somehow violent or inciting violence. I don't believe any of those things. I just think that it's not a, a version of Christianity that is real mainstream. So I think that's first and foremost when you're discussing the, this group, their activities, the things that they've done. I really feel that my Christianity and my patriotism are 100% separate. 
that my Christian. The missionary activity of today, I think, is um, clear that the church in, in general feels that uh, global missions are important, that bringing the love of Jesus Christ to less fortunate people all over the world is important, and bringing their faith to those people is important. Nationalism is not really part of it. I also think that, and that Patriot Prayer has done this, is, is arranging rallies and protests um, to advocate a specific political position is not necessarily a, criti- a Christian thing to do. Not that Christians can't be involved in politics or in political issues, not that Christians can't meet together, but to meet together under the umbrella of a faith group um, and advocate for or against specific politicians or political parties to me seems um, sort of to be um, not the truest sense of, of of the Christian life. Now, if they wanted to support something that was uh, specifically for or against their religion, so if it was a, a First Amendment issue or a Second Amendment issue or um, an abortion issue or something like that, and people wanted to meet together in a faith group. But I also think there's a way that you protest as a Christian if you're if you're doing it specifically under that umbrella of Christianity and faith. And I think you know somebody like Martin Luther King is sort of a non-violent, candlelight vigil, prayer walk kind of a thing is a is a much better representation of what the Christian faith is. A loud rally with American flags and screaming and yelling, probably not uh, really the most authentic uh, outpouring, <laughs> but but that's what they do. And, I, and, and like I say, I'm not saying they shouldn't be allowed to do it. I'm just trying to frame it. Perhaps you're not a person of faith. Perhaps you're not a Christian. Perhaps you think that most Christians are, are huge fans of this kind of thing. And I think that you probably find that they're not. Um, and I haven't really, I mean, obviously I haven't been to the rallies. I've never been to the Pacific Northwest in my life, but, um, other than a quick fishing trip to the Oahe river Valley as a, as an aside, that'll be a good story one day for the podcast. But I, uh, and I haven't really listened to the audio from the rallies, but I've seen video and footage and, and obviously it's a, it, there's not a hundred percent sort of Christian thing. I don't know if they should call it Patriot prayer. That's maybe not the best name for the organization, but all that is what it is. As far as Antifa is concerned, Antifa has a strong presence in the Pacific Northwest generally and in Portland, Oregon specifically. And they are very opposed to uh, Mr. Bishop and his organization. They've been integral in the efforts to paint the organization as Nazi, white supremacist. Um, So yesterday they released uh, Patriot Prayer announced they were going to be having a march uh, for law and order, which I think related back to Antifa closing the streets of Portland uh, at the end of last week, uh, which I talked about in the last episode. And so they were going to have sort of a, a march to restore law and order to Portland and to ask the mayor to do his job and the police department to be allowed to do their jobs. Um, and so Antifa started dispersing flyers saying that specifically Patriot Prayer and its founder, Joey Bishop, were... Um, noted by the SPLC to be um, extremist groups and hate groups, which neither is the case. And they did mention the Proud Boys going that the Proud Boys is noted by the SPLC to be a hate group. I think that is true. Not that they are a hate group, but that they are. the SPLC said they were. But Patriot Prayer, I don't believe it has been designated anything and i don't think they've done anything um that they should be like i said they had a they had a rally after charlottesville to denounce white supremacy and um nazis within the the their movement 
or in, in the kind of the political right of America. I think that's worth noting. I think it's important. But um, So Antifa a long time ago, at least as early as the spring, attacked a Patriot prayer meeting violently. Um, here's something you need to know about people. And it's important to understand human beings and how they act if you're going to be involved in these kinds of things politically and go to these kinds of rallies and whatever. Once you have a violent altercation, once Patriot Prayer has a meeting where the people at the meeting are attacked, the people who don't want to fight, the people who don't want to be involved in any kind of physical altercation, the people who don't want to have a street brawl with, with a bunch of communists aren't going to go. So if I had friends that were going to the Patriot prayer rally in my town and I thought, oh, I'm, you know, I'm a Patriot and I, you know, I'm a faithful person. I believe in prayer. I should go and, you know, thinking it's going to be sort of a prayer vigil or something of that nature. And it turned into a riot. The next time my friend said, hey, you want to go back to another one of those Patriot prayer things? I would be like, nah, I'm good. I've had all the riots I need. Thank you. Because I have a job and a wife and children and bills and responsibilities. I'm not interested. But once Antifa attacks a rally, the only people coming to the next rally are people who want to fight Antifa. Does that make sense? Like the Proud Boys aren't necessarily... I guess they might be involved in Patriot Prayer. I think some of those guys come from out of town when Patriot Prayer is going to do something because they're just coming to fight. Now, whether you agree with them or disagree with them, that's just a fact. So they know Antifa is going to come and try to start something and they're going to show up and they're going to fight. That's why they're there. So that's what, <laughs> that's what happened last night. This Patriot prayer group shows up to have their march. They have their little march. At the end of their march, Antifa's waiting for them. And it's caught on video. Somebody from Antifa sprays bear spray or mace or pepper spray, whatever you call it, in the face of a bunch of people, including one of the journalists who's trying to sort of document the event. And that of course, is a violent act, and of course it leads to a violent reaction from people who showed up just to fight Antifa. So these communists assaulted a group of people with pepper spray and whatever, and then it turns into a riot. Which is exactly what happened. It's important... <laughs> it's important that we are peaceful with one another in large part because violent opposition to anything is going to bring out violent people who want to be violent. It's not all the Proud Boys who show up in Portland to fight Antifa. It's just the ones who want to have a fight with Antifa. I guess there were two or three dozen Patriot Prayer members there. They have a lot more members than that. But the ones who don't want to have a fight with Antifa are at home. They don't go. Because they <laughs> They don't want to have a street riot. They don't want to go to jail. They don't want to get hurt. They don't want to hurt other people. That's what you end up with. So I'm in this weird place with the whole thing because on the one hand, I'm like, I don't really like the idea of a guy going around openly with an organization proclaiming to be a faith organization by calling a Patriot Prayer and tying in some sort of national uh, nationalist or patriotic feelings in with his faith. I don't like that. Like I said, my faith is a global faith. And I also don't necessarily like the idea of having a rally or a parade or a protest when you know that everyone who's going to show up to the, the parade or the protest is going to be there just to fight. I also don't like the idea of Antifa showing up to have a counter-protest to a protest that, uh, if there weren't there, would be a completely peaceful event and get no headlines whatsoever. I've talked about this before. Antifa showing up 
is the reason that a lot of these things go on. A lot of the reason that conservative speakers go to colleges, the reason that Patriot Prayer has rallies in Portland, is because they, the Antifa presence brings them media attention. If 30 people had a parade in Portland, Oregon last night to protest anything at all, and they had their parade and their protest, and at the end they did whatever they did, and then they all went home, nobody would hear about it. I wouldn't have heard about it this morning. I wouldn't be on my podcast today talking about it. You wouldn't be sitting there right now listening to me talk about it. It's, it's Antifa showing up to provoke them to have a violent interaction because either they've convinced themselves they're Nazis or they just would like to fight. I don't know. But in either case, the only reason that's getting attention we're talking about it and the only reason that Patriot Pair is probably in Portland is because of the Antifa presence and because of the fight that they know is going to happen. Like I say, on the one hand, I'm not really in favor of the whole idea of having this Christian uh, patriot group. I really like the mixture of those two things. I'm not a huge fan. And I also, I'm not a big fan of the whole idea of the separation of church and state. I don't think that exists either. Like, that's a made-up thing. It doesn't, that's not in the Constitution. The establishment of a religion and separation of church and state are not the same. Those two ideas aren't the same idea. But at the same time, I'm not, an idea, I'm not a huge fan of, of mixing faith groups and patriotism to the extent that Patriot Prayer does it. But I am a huge fan of people fighting communists. I think it's been made clear over the last hundred years that the greatest single threat to peace, faith in God, freedom, and human life in the entire history of mankind, the greatest single threat to all those things is communism. And don't forget for one second that Antifa, that they can call themselves anti-fascists all they want, and they can include every human being on the earth in the group of fascists that they're opposed to, which they essentially do. They're a violent communist organization who their end goal is to instate full communism in the United States of America and around the world. And communism is violent. And communism is the absolute 110% enemy to faith, the family, peace, prosperity. So I kind of am a huge fan of people showing up to get in fistfights with them. <laughs> because, I don't know, in the same way that they're a fan of the guy who sucker punched Richard Spencer... You know, if you want to have a meeting and Antifa wants to show up and have a riot and you want to fight back, you know, I'm not going to go, but I, I have a really hard time criticizing it. I have a really hard time getting upset that a bunch of communists got beat up in the street. There's footage at one point of one of the, I think it's one of the Proud Boys, muscular gentleman. I think they call him Tiny. Maybe it wasn't him. Maybe it was somebody else. Anyway, he's got his shirt off and a group of Antifa are mocking him from across the street. And he starts walking towards them. There's like 10 or 11 of these black-clad communists with their masks on, screaming and yelling. And he just calmly starts walking right to the middle of the crowd of them. And they turn and run. I mean, run. I like that. <laughs> I like that there's people on my side. And not to say that I'm a proud boy, not to say that I'm in Patriot Prayer, but essentially there are people in the world who advocate for the traditions of America and the continuation of American values and capitalism, freedom and liberty, who are willing to stand up to communists. 
And obviously, if communists had real power in America or marching through the streets, I might feel differently about my willingness to be involved. But the point that it's just, you know, 100 knuckleheads in Portland dressed in black, shooting people with pepper spray and getting beaten up, I don't feel the need to fly to Portland and get involved. And quite frankly, it seemed like the 30 Proud Boys or whatever that showed up had it pretty well handled. So that's where I stand on the mess in Portland. I think it's dumb. I think both groups are idiots. But I think at the end of the day, if the communists want to try to take over Portland and close down streets, and the mayor of Portland is fine with it and wants to encourage lawlessness and wants to make the police allow a bunch of communists dressed in black chase elderly men down the street and scream at people and close roads and divert traffic and kind of ruin a bunch of people's day, then this is the, what you're going to expect to have happen, is people are going to show up and oppose that. People are going to show up and fight back. Because it, the fact is, you allowed the lawlessness to go on. You let, they showed it yesterday, or two days ago. The communists closed the street, the police stood there and watched so then a group of citizens, of course, are going to say this is unacceptable and we're going to do something about it. And because you allowed lawlessness yesterday, you have more lawlessness today. And I'm glad that somebody's willing to stand up and say no. As flawed as I may think those individuals might be. I'm glad there's people in the world willing to fight for the, essentially the ideals that I believe in. But it's also a mess. The whole thing is metastasizing. And this is why people are, are fearful of further violence. And they're fearful of uh, problems nationally. I don't think at this point we're dealing with that. I don't think we're dealing with problems nationally. I don't think we're dealing with uh, this kind of conflict spreading across the country. But it can. And when you see violence and you see street violence and you see pepper spray and weapons and clubs, this is the kind of thing that could end really badly. Somebody could be seriously injured or killed, which would, of course, breed sympathy among people who sort of agree with them a little bit, and that could bring more people to the table. It's a problem, and it needs to stop. But the way it stops, the way it should stop, is the police in Portland need to not let Antifa close streets, and the police in Portland need to not let Patriot Prayer and Antifa fight. And that's simple enough. You just keep them apart, physically, physically keep them apart. If Patriot Prayer has a, has a right to, to march along the street, just have the police go with them stand in between it's not that complicated it's been done a million times so listen I hope you all have a fantastic weekend thank you for tuning in to the podcast I hope the violence in Portland dies down I hope the communists all grow up and get jobs and I hope you have a fantastic weekend and last thing I hope that you go and get the Toxic Masculinity Crisis, either the very affordable paperback version or the free Kindle version today only. I think it's till midnight in California, which is like 2 a.m. here on the East Coast. It will be free. Free. So go check that out. So listen, thanks so much for tuning in. I enjoyed today's podcast. I hope you enjoyed it, and we'll talk to you tomorrow.